Hello, this is Jovi. And hello, this is Charlie. And you are listening to Bedtime Bedtime Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. (laughs) I felt like the, uh, what was that guy's name? What were those things called? The mini machine. What are they called? The guy who used to speak really fast when we were kids. Uh, Micro machines. Yes, 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 yes. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I I figured uh, do a little bit of a different kind of hello kind of a thing thank you i liked it it felt very professional thanks (laughs) because we all know how professional we are (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly this podcast is nothing if not professional totally complete if you think otherwise you get the fuck out of here so you know (laughs) you can get to strapping (laughs) bye (sighs) so i wanted to ask you right up front right off the biz at yeah a follow-up question to something that was discussed on last week's episode sure were you able to tackle any of the shows that are on your list? Yes. Yay! Yes. I'm so proud of you. Yes. I didn't get to do three like I had hoped. That's fine. Um, Because I you wound napped. up, I, I, I had a nap because I got a really bad migraine, but I watched the one that you told me to put at the top of my list. I watched the uh, Menendez brother and Menudo one that is on Peacock. And oh my God. I I felt like I agree with you. I cried at least at least once or twice in every episode. It is heart wrenching. It's heartbreaking. Like I want to hug all of them, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Yeah, and <sighs> it made me very angry. Oh, it made me yeah very angry. Yep. And the Menendez boys are got so fucked over, so yeah. fucked over. Their entire lives. Legit. And I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that this gentleman coming forward and being as brave as he is mm-hmm. will amount to something. Yeah. I, ha- I have a feeling that it will. I Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that it will. Mm-hmm. It has to, right? Like, it has to. I know it has to. No, there's it no has way. to mean something. It has, it has to mean to. something. Otherwise, it's even more fucked than you think. You know, yeah. like it has to mean something. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just, I, I feel so weird when you talk about like the Menendez brothers, because nobody is saying that what they did was right. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody is saying what they did was correct. All oh, we're no. saying is what happened to them. They were dealt a real fucking raw deal yep. their entire lives. Yep. And it really says a whole hell of a lot when a person feels safer in prison than they ever did outside of prison it really says a lot for the life that they led mm-hmm. and i don't know i just i don't know and like i know i know you covered the menendez boys and but like watching the doc it just <laughs> and i know they did two separate trials and i know the the second trial was removing of the um the sexual abuse and all that i'm sorry that's bullshit that's bullshit that's fucking of course there's not going to be anything else because that was what, the motive. That was the motive. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I know. How would you feel if you were diddled your whole life? Yeah. How would you feel if what what their father did to them did to you? Come on. Correct. And not only were they allegedly sexually assaulted their entire lives, mm-hmm. they also felt that their lives were in danger. Yeah. Like their their father allegedly had actually threatened, "If you tell anybody, yeah. I will kill you." Yep. So. How can you say that it's not relevant? Yeah. It's 100% relevant. Agreed. 
it's it's so upsetting. The whole thing is so friggin' upsetting. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it just. Mm. It was it was it was a very good, very very good docu series, and and I agree with Charlie. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it on Peacock. You won't be sorry. It's it's great. It's crazy. it's sad, but it's, it's great. Super super sad, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's really great, and I. <sighs> wow just wow (laughs) Mm -hmm. you learn you learn a lot and just yeah yeah but yeah so i did i I took at least one thing off my list i'm very proud of you (laughs) so yay (laughs) thank you thank you very much you're welcome did you knock anything off of your want to to watch list do you have one i thought you did i don't really have one i don't really have a want to watch list i didn't though i didn't Um, watch anything true crimey over the last week right oh no i didn't i didn't i have i had like it was one of those things where i had every intention of it and then i just kind of went back to watching parks and rec truthfully but um that's not to say that it's not something that i am excited to get back into but yeah i got you yeah i got you yeah we did a you know what i'm saying man (laughs) yes yes i do we did like a movie marathon night saturday night because it was too hot to do anything yeah so we watched knock at the cabin which was really good it's um m night Shyamalan's movie with david batista and jonathan groff i love david batista i love jonathan groff yeah it was really hate, good hate m night Shyamalan movies. i know but it wasn't a typical m night Shyamalan movie it was good it was good mm-hmm. Um, we watched Jurassic World Dominion, finally, which was phenomenal. Also I know no you don't do no dinosaurs. Don't get it. And we watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And can I just say, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on. I'm like, okie dokie. <laughs> no, no, no. Charlie is the most ridiculous movie. And like, you don't really, it's it's funny. It's funny. And Chris Pine is in it. There's actually a lot of celebrities in that movie. Like I do love Chris Pine. Uh, Bradley Cooper's in it. Hugh Grant's in it. The chick from... Oh, fuck. She was an Avatar, the helicopter pilot. I can't think of her name. The only person I know that was in Avatar is Zoe Saldana. I've oh, never no. seen Avatar. Well, what is wrong with you? No desire. I don't get it. Blue people land of water or something like that i got nothing it does nothing for me that's the second one it's so anyway um but anyway there's there's a bunch of big names in that movie okay and honestly even if you don't you don't have to let it's fucking funny it's funny and it's very game of thronesy so just just fucking give it a chance i promise i promise you've really never seen avatar no it looks boring it's not. It's the exact opposite of boring. Looks like a big old blue snooze vest. <laughs> it's not. But then again, this is coming from somebody who has never seen any of the Jurassic Park. So never. No. And again, really no desire. I just and I will say, I think that it's definitely I'm more of a TV person than a movie person. Mm-hmm. And believe me, there's t- there's movies that I love. There's movies that I love. There's movies that I will watch over and over and over and over again. I, I, whatever. But I'm just not the type of person 
don't know. There are movies that I absolutely like. I honestly cannot wait to see Oppenheimer, which I know that that's probably not everybody's bag, baby, but like it looks so fucking and talk about star studded. I know. No, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see that, too. And I'm very excited to see the Barbie movie. So I want to see Barbie, but Barbie is not something that I will go to the theater to see. I would go to see I would go to see um, Oppenheimer because I have a feeling it would be really cool with like bomb noises in a theater. Yeah. And the way it was shot, too. But if you do see it in the theater, you have to make sure you go to a theater that has the right screen. Yeah. I want to go to more. I really want to go to one of those 4D theaters. Have you seen those where that like it like can like throw you out of your seat? You get splashed with water and shit. Seriously? Oh, no. It like you have to buckle yourself into the movie theater seat. Where's that? Because it moves with the movie. Um, I think the closest one to us is probably in Orlando. Oh, it'd be worth the drive. <laughs> it would. I totally want to do one of those. I have a feeling my back would hurt. <laughs> I mean, my back hurts now. God only knows. Could you imagine seeing Titanic? You would be real wet when you would. They just you like too. dunk the whole theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. Why are we getting in a pool? <laughs> exactly. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? Why are you giving me a wetsuit? <laughs> oh, the, oh, okay. This is different. This um, is different. But no, I didn't know that was a thing. But that sounds like yeah, fun. that is a thing. That is a thing. I do love me like a Dolby theater, though. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah! I saw the very first Dolby movie I ever saw was Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and the Live Aid scene in was phenomenal. Dolby, I wept like wept it felt like you were fucking there mm-hmm. it was so good so good and also that movie is fucking amazing uh yes yes it's one of the best movies in my opinion it's uh, one of the best biopics i've ever seen yes now that we've gotten completely off topic super off topic um i i uh i think you have a couple of those things for us uh what are they Some called true crime headlines Woo! Ooh, all do. right. Let's hear it. I, I do have a few true crime headlines. One is a update that's kind of a non-update. There's really not much to it, but it's an update on a story that I did a long, long time ago. Okay. And this was published on the 18th of July, 2023 in NBCnews.com. And the headline reads, search warrant executed in Tupac Shakur homicide case, Las Vegas police say. What? Right? Yeah. yeah holy shit holy actual shit right so apparently las vegas police served a search warrant this week in connection to the more than quarter century old unsolved slang of rap icon superstar mega awesome man tupac mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh well mega awesome rapper yes Yes. <laughs> the, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department issued a statement confirming that the search warrant was served in Henderson, Nevada on Monday as, quote, part of the ongoing Tupac Shakur hom- homicide investigation, but they have no further comment at this time. And Holy that's literally shit. it. That's the only news. So do not know. But that's still, pro- it's very promising, though. It's more than anything has ever happened in that case in forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So that's definitely one to keep on the keep radar. An eyeball on for sure. Okie dokie. Next article was updated on uh, also the 18th of July, 
2023. This is from abc7newyork.com. Mm-hmm. And the headline reads, Gilgo Beach Murders, Long Island Zero Killer. Mm-hmm the Lisk case, if you will. Yes. Uh, Gilgo Beach murders search for evidence expands to South Carolina. Ooh, could Ooh. Mr. Murdoch be involved in this? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. Oh my God. Would them. you fucking die? Would, would you die? Die. I would die. Die dead. D-I-E die. Holy shit. Could you, fu- I mean, I'm totally making things up now, but could yes. you fucking imagine? I, I think our, I, our, I think our true crime heads would fucking explode. They would explode. They would explode. I don't even know if we'd be able to continue doing this podcast because this is it's all I would ever fucking talk about. <laughs> that is very, very, oh. very accurate. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, that's the first I, like, really <laughs> registered mm-hmm. what South Carolina means. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Uh, so anyway, beyond Long Island, the search for forensic and physical evidence in connection with the Gilgo Beach murder suspect, suspect rex how uh hewerman has expanded to the property that he owns in south carolina mm. uh sheriff's office in chester said tuesday it received a request to seize a vehicle a chevrolet avalanche Ooh. obviously probably kept at that property yep at the time of his arrest on friday the vehicle was located in south carolina and is linked to the investigation no shit yeah man so crazy he apparently also has uh connections in las vegas authorities in nevada are also investigating a connection between the accused lisk and las vegas so he's just all over the place interesting crazy crazy yeah this is gonna have to be on the radar too because i'm not writing gonna be insane murder off this one at all (laughs) me either no it smells like him it stinks like Murdoch. So he's apparently lived for decades right across the bay from where the remains had been found in the Lisk cases. He's considered the prime sp- suspect in the killing of a fourth victim. He, of course, has pleaded not guilty and has denied committing the crimes. Of course. Investigators say, though, however, it is unlikely that just one person killed all of the victims, and they insist that the probe is far from over after the watershed moment of Hewerman's arrest. Which I'm very... That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guarantee you, if he isn't involved in all of them, they're probably mm-hmm. going to cut him a deal to roll over on whoever his... Uh, For sure. Whatchamacallit? Person is... What do they call uh accomplice accomplice couldn't yeah. think of the word accomplice yeah no for sure and you know he will they always do they always do they always gotta check always gotta cover their own eases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow and then uh the final headline is probably the biggest true crime case happening right now is uh, this article was also published today the 18th of july 2023 Mm -hmm. this is from usa and the article headline reads carly russell timeline investigation continues after missing alabama woman returns home Mm -hmm. i am giving zero opinion on this until we know facts because they are being very tight-lipped on facts which i get it's very new yes this is a very touchy case I am very interested, but like they keep saying, right. The, the police keep saying they're not able to publicly share all the details and they're only, they're only sharing what's relevant to the public and truthfully what's relevant to us. Nothing. Exactly. So happy. She's home safe. Mm -hmm. Very happy. She's home safe Mm -hmm. and uh, very 
uh, very much going to keep an eyeball open on this one as well. I refuse to speculate or give a opinion on this one yet. There's just, I mean, truly, you know, I have no problem giving opinions in most cases, <laughs> Yeah. but okay. this one specifically, I just feel like there's really not enough for us to know at all. No. And there's nothing to go off of, right? you know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it is, it's all speculation. And like, you know, on the TikToks, people are going fucking haywire, and I'm like, going nutty. Yeah, where where are you getting this information? Where um, wait, what what? Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just uh... there's way too much unknown. Mm-hmm. Like I have no problem speculating on things where you have a lot more detail, mm-hmm. and right. I could sit here all day and be like, mm, uh, you're guilty, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but this right. one is uh, it's such a huge question mark. For real. Happy she's home safe. Absolutely. But like okay. you, I'm very interested to see uh what Where happens. Wind up. Yes. Yes. Seems and like Seems what happened and just everything. I want to know it all. Give me all the information. All of it. Those were all very great headlines. Thanks. I appreciate those. But you know what, guys? Charlie has a lot more than just headlines for us tonight. I do. I do. I'm also going to tell you guys a little story. And this was going to bring us, uh, this is going to bring us back in time. Ooh, you turn back time like Cher? Just like Cher. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Um, this is <laughs> a uh, historical serial killers case. Oh, okay. Pretty infamous. Mm-hmm. So I'm very um, excited to tell the story of the Bloody Benders. Ooh. My sources for this evening's bed crime story mm-hmm. is murderpedia nice an article by Bever- beverly roth um in an anthology titled malice madness and mayhem an eclectic collection of american infamy okay and an article on all that's interesting.com love all that's interesting big fansies mm-hmm. <clears throat> after the civil war the united states government moved the Osage Indians from Labette County into a new Indian territory located in what would eventually be Oklahoma. So this is all still territory, no states yet. Okay. The land where the Osage Indians lived in Labette County was then, of course, made available to other people because, you know, stealing land, giving it to others, you know, very Robin Hood, but, you know, the bad kind. The land was then made available to homesteaders. Homesteaders are uh, people who go to live and farm on land that was given to them by the government. Okay. In October of 1870, five different families settle in Western Labette County. One of these families was led by John Bender Jr. and his son, John Bender, or no, (laughs) John Bender Sr. and his son, John Bender Jr. (laughs) Senior, junior, not junior, 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 and then junior, junior, <laughs> like Frank, junior, junior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Mr. Bender and his son, John Bender, junior acquired 160 acres of land located right along the Great Osage Trail, Wow, which was at the time the only open road that allowed people to continue traveling west through this area. Okay. So very important. Very important. Main thoroughfare. Okay. 100 yards off the trail, the two men built a one-room house measuring 16 by 24 feet with a nine-foot ceiling. So small cabin-esque thing. Below the house, they dug a seven-foot square cellar with a sandstone slab floor. They also built into the home a trap door that led from the one room 
in the home into the cellar below. Okay. In the fall of 1871, after they built the cabin and a barn on the property, a woman named Elvira or Almira, depending on the resource, and her daughter, Kate, arrived on the property. Once the two women arrived, the cabin was divided into two rooms by a canvas wagon cover. So like thinking about like Little House on the Prairie, the big covered wagons. Yeah. The canvas that covered the wagon, they used it to divide the house into two rooms. So this teeny tiny house. Four people. Oh, no. But even worse, they used the smaller room in the back as their living quarters, while the front room they converted into a general store and inn. What? No man, people, I guess, were smaller back then. Holy shit. Okay. I'm going to you I'm gonna call Elvira slash Elmira Ma Ma Bender for the rest of the story. That's what she's referred to in most of the writings about this whole situation. And Elvira Elmira is really hard to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) over and over and over again. Ma and Kate Bender also planted two uh, a large two-acre vegetable garden and an apple tree orchard just north of the cabin. So they started to farm the land. The Benders are believed to be German immigrants. There is no documentation or definitive proof of their relationships to one another or where they were born. The public appearance was that John Sr. and Ma were married and then the two were their children. Kate and John were their children. But many of the neighbors believe that John Jr. and Kate were really common law husband and wife and that there was like weird shit going on, Uh, which... mm -hmm. Stay tuned. There's plenty of weird shit that goes on. I was going to say, wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So John Bender Sr., like I said, more than likely from either Germany, Norway, or the Netherlands. Uh, He may have been born John Flickinger, which I mean, I I changed my name to. Yeah. Yeah. According to contemporary newspapers, Ma Bender may have been born in the Adirondack Mountains. She had married a man named Simon Mark, with whom she had apparently, supposedly claimed to have 12 children. Later, she married a man named William Stephen Griffith. Ma was rumored to have murdered several husbands, not just those two, but several others. None of the rumors were ever proven. So this is just, I guess, part of the lure of the Bloody Benders. Okay. Kate was reportedly Ma's fifth daughter. Jesus Christ. Yes. There were some early clues, other than the fact that like, it was a weird living situation, that they were quite strange. The community, the five families that founded that area of the the county or settled, I should say, in that area of the county was settled by a group of spiritualists. And now these spiritualists believe that the spirits of the dead continue to live on after death and spiritualists often practice seances to contact the beyond. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Kate, on her part, gained a reputation that she herself was a psychic and a healer who could talk to the dead. Okay. And even in a community of spiritualists, though, her beliefs on the value of free love, very hippie hippie, (laughs) were considered a little too progressive. Correct. John Sr., Pa Bender, would uh, reportedly just laugh randomly at odd times to unrelated things and led people to believe that he may be mentally ill oh definitely a oh air of air of mystery a little bit surrounding the benders okay so that's a little background on the bender family okay 
It was really easy at this time for people to, as they made their way west or started to move to settle in different areas of the what would eventually be the rest of the United States, it was very easy for people to disappear in these prairie uh, stretches of land. Towns were really far apart. Obviously, it was really hard to communicate amongst the towns and amongst the populations. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there was no need for a driver's license, so people didn't carry identification. They Mm -hmm. were just travelers, right? They were just on their way, travelers. Right. In May of 19, or no, May of 1871, the body of a man named Jones, who uh, was discovered in Drum Creek, he had, um, his skull had been crushed and his throat was cut. Suspicion originally about this this man named Jones, suspicion fell on the man who um, owned the area where the body was found. Mm-hmm. But there was never any definitive proof that he did it, and therefore no charges, no nothing ever came of that. In February of 1872, there was two men whose bodies were found. They had the same exact, almost identical injuries to Jones. Hmm. By 1873, reports of missing people who had passed through this particular area had become so common that travelers travelers started to avoid that area of the trail. You think? Which... I mean, can you blame them? (laughs) The area had already gotten a reputation for horse thieves and villains. And there were vigilance committee so i guess they put together i guess honestly probably like a primitive neighborhood watch okay these groups of vigilantes who would arrest that was air quotes you guys can't see that but i'm (laughs) sure you could hear the air quotes the hesitation (laughs) they would like citizens arrest some of the people um who they suspected of these disappearances which of course were then eventually released by authorities because again no evidence right? right right In the winter of 1872, following the funeral of his wife, a man named George Launcher and his daughter had left the town of Independence to resettle in Iowa, but they were never seen again. Oh. In the spring of 1873, a neighbor, Dr. William York, went to look for them, and on his way, he started to question people on the trail, on his his route. Okay. He reached an area call, called Fort Scott, which was just beyond where the Benders lived, on March 9th, and then began his return trip home to Independence, but he never made it back home. Oh. Dr. York had two brothers. He had a, a brother named Colonel Ed York who lived in Fort Scott, which is where he went to. And okay. then he had another brother who was a Kansas senator named Alexander York who lived back in Independence. So where he was traveling from, where he was traveling to, and then back again. Okay. Both of his two brothers knew of his travel plans. And then when he didn't come home, they had the money and the means to launch a huge search. Right. For Dr. York. Right. And that makes all the difference in the world. Makes all. Money and the means. Correct. Absolutely. Colonel York led a company of like 50 people. (laughs) Questioned every traveler along the trail, asking if they had seen anything, anybody, and visited all of the settled homesteads that were again on that path mm-hmm. on march 28th 1873 colonel york arrived at the bender inn with a gentleman named mr johnson who was one of the people who was on his search team mm-hmm. and they explained to the benders that the brother had gone missing dr york had gone missing and asked if they had seen him they did admit that dr york had stayed with him with them 
but suggested the possibility that maybe he had run into trouble with Native Americans after leaving. Mm. Because, of course, blame the scary. Of course. Of course. Colonel York agreed that this was a possibility and then remained behind for dinner at the inn and then uh, continued on his way. Mm. On April 3rd, so just about five days later, Colonel York returns back to the inn with armed men after being informed that there had been a woman in the area that was found to have run from the inn after being threatened by mob bender. Oh, shit. So once he learned of this, he's like, I'm going to go back and question those weirdos at that inn. Good call. That is a a, very good call, sir. I have a couple of questions (laughs) for them. Um, Ma allegedly couldn't understand English while the younger, the two younger benders denied that what that woman claimed was, was true. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, asked the man to leave when Colonel York repeated his claim, Ma became enraged and said that the woman was a witch who had cursed her coffee. And then he ordered the men to leave her house. And, she also said, revealing for the first time that, quote, her sense of the English language was much better than had been thought. So basically, I totally can speak English. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you were saying and accusing me of. Shut Get fucked. Yep. Crazy lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before Colonel York left, Kate asked him to come back alone the following Friday night and she would use her clairvoyant abilities to help Jesus. him find dr york oh boy the men that were with him the search party the armed men that were with him were basically like it's totally these guys <laughs> just yes FYI, totally yes and they not only thought it was them but they also th- were a, a sub- suspecting a neighboring family named the roaches and they thought that both of the, all of them were guilty and wanted to hang them all but york insisted that he wouldn't do that unless there was more evidence that was found. Like we can't do it just on the fact that these guys are weird. We need to actually have some sort of evidence that they hurt my brother. Right. And I mean, at least he has a head on his shoulders and he's right. He's right. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, no, no. Pardon me while I have a sip of my beer. You introduced me to this. I did. Jovi introduced me to mango cart Mm -hmm. beer. It's by golden road brewing. It's delicious. Obsessed. And now everywhere you go now it's on tap. Mm -hmm. It's like, a thing mm-hmm. it's even better okay. on tap it's i think so good. it is even better on tap but even just like can it's delish amazing. obsessed can't get enough i actually stopped buying wine and only started buying beer wow that's mm-hmm. that says a lot that's that's deep okay <clears throat> around the same time of these armed men wanting to hang the roaches and the benders neighboring communities started to They began to make accusation that the Osage community was responsible for the disappearances and a meeting was arranged by the Osage Township in the Harmony Grove Schoolhouse. The meeting was attended by 75 locals, which included Colonel York, who was still on his search mission, Mm -hmm. and both John Bender Sr. and John Bender Jr., after they discussed the disappearances, they agreed that there was going to be another search party. Or I'm so sorry. It was agreed that there would be a search warrant. And they're going to start actually going door to door and searching every single homestead between Big Hill Creek and Drum Creek. Wow. Now, despite York's suspicions regarding the benders themselves, um, no one was keeping an eye on them. So even though there was like a big question mark and like, it's totally these guys, but we don't know if it's these guys, but it's totally these guys. (laughs) They vanished. Oh, my God. They bounced. And it took several days before anybody even realized that they had left. 
Three days later, a man named Billy Toll was driving cattle past the Bender property, and he noted, yeah. Wait, Billy Joel? Did you say no, Billy toll. Joel? Toll. Okay. Like toll, I was a toll. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Three days later, Billy Toll was driving cattle past the... Billy Joel. <laughs> I love Billy Joel. Me too. <laughs> he was driving cattle past the Bender property when he noticed that the inn was abandoned and that the farm animals had been left behind unfed, which, Aww, fuck you. That's terrible. I know. Toll reported that uh, everything looked abandoned to the township trustees, but because there was bad weather, it took several days before they were able to actually investigate at the farmhouse. You know what? I bet the witch bender did that. The clairvoyant witch bender. She's like, mm, guess what? We're going to disappear. I'm going to sprinkle some magic. There you go. Mm-hmm. Here's some snow bitches. Search through that. I see her. The township trustee called for volunteers and several hundred turned out to form a search party. Like they were pissed now. They're like, fuck these guys. Now we're mad. Yeah. And of course, Colonel York was among them because now he's like pot committed. Mm -hmm. When the party arrived at the Bender Inn, they found the cabin was empty of food, all clothing, all personal possessions. They did, of course, smell something bad. Of course they did. It was not at all surprisingly traced to the trap door in the cellar. No. Who shocked? Um, not nobody. I. Nobody. No, no. Not one person. Not one hand was raised. Mm-mm. The door was hidden at this point underneath the bed and was found to be nailed shut. Once they opened the trap door, the empty room beneath was found to have had dry blood on the floor. The stone slab was broken up with sledgehammers, but no bodies were found underneath the slab. And it was, of course, determined that the smell was from the blood itself that had soaked into oh, the sandstone. Okay. The men, the men then physically lifted the cabin and moved it to the side so they could dig underneath the cabin, which the visual of that. It's <laughs> just the visual. I, I just pictured um, uh, Robin Hood men in tights. No. Oh, I that's pictured. What I pictured. Louisa from Encanto just yeah, looking right. it up. <laughs> that's that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Nice. So. See, I immediately pictured that part in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Did you ever see that? Yes, of course I okay. did. Okay, just making sure you're not like me and not seeing movies that are great. There's the part where Robin returns back home and he finds Blinken on the toilet and they had towed the whole castle away. Yeah, And he's just sitting there on the foundation of the castle. That's, all <laughs> I, that's what I pictured. Like them carting the... Yes. <laughs> okay so they lifted the cabin moved it to the side dug underneath it but no bodies were found there immediately right under the cabin they then started to walk around the grounds with a metal rod probing lightly into the soil oh. and they concentrated specifically in the vegetable garden and orchard where there was disturbed soil like where things had been planted yes air quotes yep 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 and by that evening they had already found a body the first body that was found was dr york Mm. he was buried face down with his feet just below the surface so he was a very very shallow grave Mm. the search continued until midnight that night and they found nine suspected graves in that first night alone holy shit Um, or another nine so 10 total that first night uh the next morning another nine were found in eight graves plus a large number of body parts All but one of the victims had had their heads caved in. 
and their throats cut. The body of a young girl, suspected to be that little girl who left with her dad on their relocation to Iowa, uh, was found with no injuries sufficient enough to cause death, but it was speculated that she had either been strangled or possibly even buried alive. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. That's terrible. That's awful. So it's suspected that what would happen is if a guest who came to the inn looked to be wealthy, well-off, or somebody was looking for them, or somebody would come who was wealthy and well-off to look for them, mm-hmm. the benders would have them sit in the front area at the, quote, seat of honor that happened to be positioned over a trap door. Kate would distract them in the front at the inn because she was the one who had, like, the most personality. Mm-hmm. So she seemed to kind of be the the scapegoat as far as just you know getting people to pay attention to her yeah yeah well john senior or his son would come from behind the curtain and actually hit the guest on the head oh shit the victim's throat would then be cut by either one of the women to be sure that they were deceased Mm -hmm. and then the body would be dropped through the trap door which is a thousand percent the plot of sweeney todd just saying one thousand percent like if steven Mm -hmm. sondheim was alive today i would want to ask him like question is that where you got that from question Question. once they were in the the cellar area the body would then be all their clothes would be removed they would take all of their belongings sometimes they would be able to like steal their horses whatever it was that they were traveling with they would steal they would bury the body somewhere on the property usually in the orchard more than a dozen bullet holes were found in the roof and the sides of the room indicating that possibly some of the victims had tried to fight back Oh, wow. After being hit in the head, but um, to no avail. Other than that woman, apparently, who fled after being threatened with knives. So yeah. good on her. Good on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Kansas newspaper reported that the crowd was so like pissed after they found these bodies that a friend of the Benders, a gentleman named Brockman, was hung from a beam in the Bender house until he was unconscious. They then revived him, continued to question him to figure out what he might have known, then hung him again. Oh, my God. Yeah. They did this three times. And after he didn't honestly have any information, they released him and he staggered home. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. They were like big mad. That's taking out on him. He didn't do anything. No, he's like, I just know these people. I didn't know they were killing people. Leave me alone. Rude. A prayer book was found in the house with notes written inside in German. Uh, obviously later translated, the text read, uh, Joanna Bender, born July 30th, 1848, and John Gebhardt came to America on July 1st, 18xx. So whether it was them establishing a story or like a journal of sorts, yeah, that's what it said. Okay. A few weeks later neighbors of the benders um addison roach and his son-in-law william buxton so the roach family that i mentioned before yep they were also arrested they were arrested as accessories and actually a total of 12 different men were arrested in connection with the bender case all of the ones who were arrested had been uh, accused of disposing of the stolen items one was even implicated so far as to um was implicated as going so far as to forge a letter from one of the victims to the man's wife saying that he had arrived safely in Illinois. Oh shit. Yeah. So they might not have known they were killing people, but they definitely knew something was up. That, yeah. At the very least, they were robbing people, right? So not great. Not great at all. No. Word of the murder spread quickly and more than 
3,000 people, including reporters from as far away as New York, Chicago, visited the site. The Bender cabin was basically completely stripped by souvenir people, like people taking souvenirs from the home. They took everything, including bricks and stones lining the wall. Okay. Yeah. I don't, why? Okay. I don't know. Why would you want a piece of a, of a room house thing where people were killed? Like, I just, I never understood that. No, it's like people who buy John Wayne Gacy's art. Yeah. No, no thanks. I don't get that. Wouldn't be me. I don't understand it. No, I'm good. Another of Dr. York's brothers, the senator that I mentioned before, Kansas Mm -hmm. Senator Alexander York, he offered a $1,000 reward for the Bender family's arrest. On May 17th, Governor Thomas Osborne offered an additional $2,000 reward for the apprehension of all four of the Benders. Oh, wow. A ticket clerk at the train station not far away in Thayer, where the Bender's abandoned wagon had been found. Oh told that he sold tickets to the um to humboldt to four people who matched the benders descriptions and from that area from humboldt they could have gone i mean truly anywhere they could have gone south onto texas and then obviously into mexico they could have gone north into kansas city they also could have gone anywhere east Several groups of vigilantes were formed to search for the benders. Many stories say that one vigilante group did indeed catch them and shot them all. But Kate, who was then burned alive, which cool fun details they gave there. Another group claimed that they had caught the benders and lynched them before throwing their bodies into a river. Yet another group claimed that they killed the benders during a gunfight and buried their bodies on a prairie. However, no one claimed the $3,000 award. So possibly telling tall tales i'm gonna say tall tales because who wouldn't claim that reward just saying correct Correct. just saying the bloody benders became known as america's first serial killer family Mm -hmm. their story remains a part of kansas folklore to this very day nice and that's the story of the bloody benders the bloody benders let's see how much three thousand dollars in i was just gonna say today it's probably like um, at least $1.5 million. No, $3,000? $1.5 million? Okay, what's my guess? My guess is going to be it's like a quarter of a million, $250,000. i am going to say $500,000. $500,000? Yeah. Okay, let me pull up my internet browser here. Give me a second. All right. Ooh. Okay. You know what? They probably burned Kate alive because of the clairvoyance. She was like thing. a little bit of a witch, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 1873. Worth. Hold on. Hold on. All right. $3,000 in 1870 is the equivalent purchasing power to, we were both pretty well off. We were like both off. Um, It's actually only 69,872. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's still a hefty bounty. That is a hefty bounty. And think of all the things you could buy. With all that money back in the day. Think about all the things you buy with that money now. Sixty, I would totally take $60,000. That would do a lot of really great things for me. Um, uh, It would pay off my debt and pay off my car. And then I'd invest the rest. It would pay off all of my debt and leave me enough to put a really, really good down payment on a house. Darn it. But yeah, bloody benders. Bloody benders. The bloody benders. Damn bitches. But yeah, I agree. That does sound like the plot to Sweeney Todd. I guarantee you if you Googled it, it'll be like, it was based off these people. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. 
which no hate because Sweeney Todd's fantastic. Me, yeah, so good. Me, yeah. Well, Charlie, thank you for taking us back in time, like Cher. Yeah, man, taking you back in time and and telling us about those bloody bender people and how they lived in a house that was as big as my bathroom, and they made it into four rooms. And I just that's so weird. I'm sorry. I'm still not over that. It's kooky. How do you fit four people and that small of an area? You know what that is? It's silly goose behavior. It is silly goose behavior. That is like my new turn of phrase, by the way. Is it? I've randomly been calling things silly goose behavior and it makes me laugh every single time I do it. (laughs) Okay. I'll let, I'll, I'll let you do it all the time. If you want. That is silly Silly goose goose behavior. behavior. Those are the things that you would hear from a silly goose. This. Yes. Yes, it would. It would be, but yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. I feel like we we had a history lesson and a true crime story, which is always fun. And you know what? Nobody died of dysentery. So it's true. You know, on the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I implore you, we implore you to send us an email at Mm. bedcrimestoriespod at Mm gmail.com with your thoughts, your, your opinions uh your pictures of your dogs stories for me to do please Mm -hmm. please Mm -hmm. please um (laughs) basically anything just say hi we we enjoy hearing from you guys we do so just just email us okay or you can slide it into our dms on the instagram at bed crime stories wherever you are listening please be sure to rate review subscribe and tell a friend Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tell them that you know we teach history now too and you know people like that stuff they do they They really do please be kind please please do that oh and be the (laughs) band-aid i want to put all that i i I was i was waiting i was waiting sorry no that's okay that's okay uh just be the reason somebody smiles today that's all that's that's it hold the door for somebody that's it then then you're good we love you guys we appreciate every single one of you Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to tonight's episode yes we shall see you all next week we sure can but until then sweet dreams Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.